Hi everyone, so just a kind of quick one from me today. What I'm noticing about these poems um, is is kind of the connections uh, between these poems and the other poems and particularly uh, on the that that invasion of of negative thoughts that Wordsworth often talks about. So um, I know that the groups have sort of said that these poems are really um, positive and I agree that they are, but I feel like underneath all of the positivity in Wordsworth poems, there's always kind of this, um, like the, the, the pe- pensive mood that he talks about in I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud, like seems to sit underneath all of his poems. And uh, it can't, it, I, I sort of keep coming back to resolution and independence. And I don't know if this is because it's just the one that stands out to me the most, but I think he explains it really well in resolution and independence, like this, this fight with, um, I guess like the negative thoughts or the doubts or mental health. I'm not really sure like how, you know, what words you would want to use, best use to explain it, but it just seems to underlie like a lot of his poetry. Like there's this kind of awe and inspiration and happiness for nature. And then there's kind of like this, you know, deep sadness at the same time or, you know, um, just, I don't know, I can just see it, hear it there. So in Resolution and Independence, um, he talks about um, the dim sadness and blind thoughts I knew not nor could name. In our dejection, do we sink as low? So like he talks about that and we've spoken about that, the contrast between like the pure happiness and then the the kind of dejection that he speaks about. And so um, and then he sp- speaks about it in I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud as well. So we start off in his wandering lonely like a cloud kind of drifting across the sky um, and, and the disconnection with people that Nethmi talks about, you know, we can see that when he does the London poems and he's talking about that, you know, th- th- how he can't comprehend how people can't see the beauty in nature when he's, I think it's in the first one, um, London 1802, um, where he talks about how he, um, can't imagine that someone could pass by that view and and they must be deaf or something like that um and so this disconnection is kind of shown in I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by the way that um he personifies the cloud as being like himself um and and the disconnection like that perhaps he feels with you know other people um or in fact it could just be the his generally feeling lost in life or not knowing his purpose, which we see in resolution and independence. Cause he says he like kind of talks about how he loses his path for a moment or gets into a, a negative rut with his thoughts. Um, so then at the end, it also says, so for oft when on my couch, I lie in a vacant or pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. Um, and then pleasure feels and with my heart feels and dances with the daffodils. And like in the, um, the last line of resolution and independence, God, I said, may be my help and stay secure. I'll think of the leech gatherer on the lonely moor. So it's the same thing he's see. He kind of, you know, has these episodes, I guess, where he, um, he's, he, he's feeling negative, something happens and then he goes, okay, every time I feel negative, I'm going to remind myself of that nice thing that happened. So like he does kind of present this, this way of being that is perseverance, I guess, like in the face of, of, um, sadness or, um, 
I don't know, sadness isn't really the right word. Um, I like the, um, the word that he uses, um, the pensive mood, I think is a really nice description. Um, so that's kind of what I'm noticing. And then I, and I also notice it in the, the solidary reaper as well. And like, he, he kind of, um, the way that he talks about the, this really sad song that she's singing, um, is like his, you know, awe for the, the beauty of this song and like the way that she, um, you know, melancholy strains, um, and the veils overflowing with the sound, a voice so thrilling never was heard. So it's literally like saying that this is, you know, this is the top of the top of the peak. Um, it's just absolutely phenomenal, like this experience that he's having. And because he's described it as a voice so thrilling never was heard, it kind of reminds me um, a bit of something that's like hard to quantify. Like it's like, wow, that was so amazing. I can't even describe the experience that I just had. And this, and this links in with the sublime um, and kind of, you know, um, as if her song could have no ending. So like something without end. And, you know, we've talked about the sublime when we, when um, with the simple and pass and like the way that the sublime is used in the simple and pass um, and kind of just something that he, it's really hard to fathom. Um, and I get a real sense of this throughout the solitary reaper, just from the way that he describes the beauty of the song and the way that it's hard to comprehend. I also really love the last line, the music in my heart I bore long after it was heard no more. I think it's a really beautiful line, but it's kind of that sustaining um, memory of of an experience that Wordsworth often talks about because he talks often his, um, you know, just through the style of his writing. So we know that like when they used to go for lots of walks, Do- Dorothy would walk around writing in a notebook as she walked and Wordsworth would just walk and experience. Um and it's sort of the structure of these poems generally sort of reminds me of that because he has kind of written them in, um, you know, um, like a past. It's it's him reflecting on the past and he, he bookends the experience with, um, you know, some kind of other experience. So like him, whenever I'm laying on my couch, um, you know, I think back to this. And so he's ta- retelling us this experience, this amazing experience from, from when he has is having another experience I don't know if that makes sense but that's how I'm kind of imagining it as bookends and he's got he's putting the beautiful things in the middle a little bit and you see that in um the Lucy poem where nature is going to three years I grew in sun and shower and you see that because we have all the beautiful stuff in the middle with nature and then on either end is kind of his own real experience which is sad and so when you when I actually start thinking about it now I'm realizing that that's like a really um kind of strong structure or in fact in three she grew in sun and shower um it's just the last it's the last one that has the um the sadness in it uh the last stanza so also um something else i'm noticing is that there seems to be i don't know if anyone else has noticed but like pretty much everyone that wordsworth talks about um in most of his poems and particularly in most of the poems that we've got in our selection is that most of the characters that if he does speak about a character are female or um they are you know and mother nature is often described um like with a kind of with female pronouns as well um the you know there's a couple of male characters in his um in the selection that we've got but there isn't many. And I just, I find it interesting that, um, 
this connection in the 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 awe of like female characters that he he seems to have like it's a little bit like of a of a kind of obsession I guess like in some ways like we have like this beautiful um description of like a solitary um reaper like someone working in the fields and then we've got you know that obsession and the the projection of all these different women onto this character of Lucy um and like the effect that it has on him um and and I don't think that he shows that level of a, and you know we've got um, the ruined cottage and and the, the the obsession with watching women and kind of you know like being I guess like a bit of a voyeur, um, so you know that a, like a voyeur is somebody who like watches and doesn't necessarily interact, um, and that theme comes through massively in these poems like in this in this example here he doesn't interact with the solidary reaper he like basically views and absorbs like what she is doing but she has no idea that he's there same as in kind of um a lot of the other poems and in fact in like the lucy poems as well like we have like no evidence that he actually interacts with lucy um like we don't kind of it's just it's interest i don't know it's interesting i'm throwing this out there as an idea so the word there was voyeur which is somebody who watches and doesn't interact um sometimes the word voyeur can be used uh like it can definitely be a pretty negative term like um you know a voyeur could be like some creepy person who just like you know has a little peephole in a wall and like watches things that they shouldn't watch or it could just be like generally like somebody who's quite observant which definitely um I think applies to Wordsworth because of like his, his style of, of living and experiencing the world, which is mostly through observation um, and perhaps interaction, the interactions that he has are less um, or the way that they come out in his poems are less. Anyway, they're just my, um, my thoughts. So I hope that, that was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions or you um, have any ideas. Feel free to add your ideas below the, um, the podcast link in the doc if you have anything that you want to say.